This is Mathrigan. We clown in this motherfucker. Better take your sensitive ass back to Matugan. <laughs> That's right. It's the world's most artificially intelligent podcast, The Pod People. <laughs> I'm Matisse Van Rossum, and so what if I think it's okay that you let your kids get raised by a Tamagotchi? <laughs> I'm Bethrian. Um, do you know what Bethrian stands for? You're Bo- gonna tell us. <laughs> Bofa three is nuts. <laughs> God damn it! Hi, I'm Cathreveland. That's well, it. <laughs> I guess if y'all both did the same gag, then I guess I'm... Mathrice. Yeah. How do you well, spell that? Uh, <laughs> the first T is silent. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's our first new movie of 2023, 2020 Mathrigan. Wouldn't it be better if your name was Mafort once? What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, if we're doing, like the numbers for letters then like the a after the m would be a four and then the i after the t would be a one so oh before before once. once yeah or really before one to three <laughs> god damn it i mean you could just go matisse three yeah Mattis three really Mattis three yeah that's pretty good there you go yeah okay we finally got there Matt I'm Mattis three <laughs> it didn't take us any time at all no. we well got it. it's it's 2020 Mathrigan and we're here to talk about 2023 yeah Mathrigan mm-hmm. yeah well we're talk we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about Megan is the is the actual title of this film uh is is brand new film directed by Gerard Johnstone but written by Akila Cooper and James Wan the same writing duo who brought us Malignant just 2 years ago or really I guess more like a year and a half ago really it's before before Glenn. oh my god we can't keep doing this <laughs> oh we can we can <laughs> This is gonna get so confusing. Good. Uh, well, it's it's a movie that we all have been excited about. We've talked about it a little bit on the show before. We predicted it a couple of weeks ago. Film stars Allison Williams uh, of The Perfection and uh, Get Out. She plays a sort of uh, a modern day Geppetto, if you will. <laughs> A brilliant uh, ge- genius inventor slash toy maker who uh, builds a, a an artificial intelligence doll to raise her niece after her parents are killed in a car accident because she doesn't want to raise the child. So she lets computers do it for her, and boy, some bad things sure do happen because of it. You know, going into this movie, I was a little nervous because it's... PG-13, mm-hmm. and I have to say, you know, right off the bat, I think it does a great job, and it doesn't pull any punches. Well, not only is it PG-13, but also pretty heavily features child actors, which can also be a pretty big risk. You know? Yeah, I mean, really one child actor, but uh, she's well, good. Well, two. Well, Megan is physically portrayed by a child, but voiced by an adult, so... Okay, well... Hey, that physical physical, really physicality to the performance. Yes. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Physical acting is acting. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, for for a PG-13 movie, uh it's it's pretty much everything I could have wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. 
Do I think it could have been better with an R rating? Yeah, I do. I, I do think that it kind of was missing its own equivalent of the police station fight scene of Malignant. Yeah. And I think you'd need an R rating to get away with something like that. But all said, it was still pretty fun. I think it's well written. It got a few good laughs out of me. And uh, it still had some fun kills, even though we maybe didn't get to see them as well as we would have liked. They do a fantastic job setting the tone for this movie right away. Mm -hmm. We start with a commercial for a an artificially intelligent toy and it's like a very cursed furby with a full set of teeth the, they're they're called perpetual pets because they won't die like your dog because they'll never die like your dog will <laughs> amazing way to open the movie you know what it reminded me of tropic thunder mm. like uh, tropic thunder with opens with the booty sweat yeah and... booty sweat and the the other movie trailers and stuff like I still like Tropic Thunder. So I, I thought I thought that was a good way to open the movie, like with a fake app. Yeah, well, I mean, it immediately, so cynical. It immediately tells you that it's not going to take itself too seriously, and mm. neither should you. Yeah. Uh, I think Appreciate if you it. I think if you try to take a movie like this too seriously, you're going to have a bad time okay. uh, because it is inherently kind of stupid. It's a B movie. It is the definition of a modern B movie, and we need those. I agree. We and need those desperately. And this, this definitely falls under um, my, I think, description of like dumb movies made by smart people. Mm -hmm. Like we're like this. This feels like well written, clever, and you know the characters in it are stupid, but they're they're done with like pretty clear intent. And I yeah yeah I I, I love that shit. Well, I mean, the movie's obviously trying to say something about using technology to remove the responsibility of parents to raise children and why uh, that's a bad thing. It's not subtle in this message at all. No, but um, should it And be. I don't think it says anything new about that particularly, it, but it is a, a, a well-defined theme. It feels very timely in terms of all the AI debates going on right now. Totally. Where people very you know, hardline one stance or the other on AI art and, like, chat GPT and stuff. Well, like, and even outside of that, something that's been a concern for the last 10 or 15 years or more at this point is parents who just shove an iPad in their kids' hands and just let them watch fucking YouTube videos and shit all day rather than, like, actually parenting them and mm. teaching them how to, you know, be a person um, and just, like, shoving that responsibility off of machines. And this movie takes that concept to, like, its extreme. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I love any any commentary, heavy-handed or otherwise, that's about, like, tech lords not giving a shit about, you know, yeah. like human wellness. The, it's the very, very topical, yeah. Technologies. yeah. Well, it's funny because in reality... You know, giving a kid an iPad and just letting them have the rain, you know, usually just leads to kids watching pregnant Spider-Man and Elsa videos or some yeah. shit. Um, I mean, it certainly uh, doesn't make them well-adjusted for real life, I think. <laughs> Definitely doesn't teach them the kind of social skills they need to be a person. But I, that was one of the things that I thought is so funny in this movie is when... Uh, the little girl, Katie, goes to live with Gemma, is the protagonist's name. We get some scenes of her, like, 
trying to like kind of parent a little bit but like oh well I don't have any books here to read you a story but I can download one on my phone I guess oh wait I gotta hang on I gotta update the app and then she finally has a moment of bonding with Katie in the garage when she shows her uh, the old robot that she built in college, which is kind of this big hulking Boston Dynamics kind of like robot doesn't have a face or anything. Named Bruce. Named Bruce. Chekhov's Bruce. Mithrigan is an acronym. What is Bruce an acronym for? Big. Big robot. Uh... Big rockin' automaton. No, automatons with an uh, A. Automaton. <laughs> <laughs> Automaton? Like the little... Like little musical toys? Okay, no, no. Big, big rockin'... Big robot use... Uh, um, you, yeah. Use... Not bros. Cr- crush. <laughs> explode. <laughs> I, it, it does all of that. Big robot yeah. use crush. Explode. Okay, I'm, I'm here for it. Um... But, uh, yeah, so it's like she has this moment of bonding. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, I made this when I was in college. And, uh, oh, it, it, he doesn't have a face. Isn't That's a pretty big design flaw. Do you want to, like, help me, like, make a face for him? And she, like, they, like, find some goggles in a tool chest and put it on him. And it's like, oh, they have this sort of, like, sweet bonding moment. And then... Katie says something like, if I had a toy like Bruce, I would never need another toy ever again. And so Gemma... Smells money. Smells smells money, but also smells a way to get out of the responsibility of raising this child. And over the weekend, builds a, a little robot girl for her. Well, she had be, been working on one before yes. that. You know, we get that awesome scene where they're, they, they just got the skin in. Uh, that they had shipped to them, mm-hmm. and they're the, putting it the onto face. the yeah onto this cyborg robotic you know creature. <laughs> um, and uh, the scene where uh, they're showing it to the very skeptical boss who's mm-hmm. frustrated is amazing because <laughs> it kind of glitches out and just starts to word salad. And then, uh, and then its the head, head literally explodes. explodes. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't like that it said something along the lines of "I'll show you my wormhole," <laughs> which is pretty much what it said. There. Yeah, it yeah. was weird and creepy. But that's this movie in a nutshell. Well, yeah. So she. This is something that like she had been working on before. But it's like I, I did think it's funny that like after she shows Katie Bruce, then it's just like then we just get a montage of her just like building Megan over the weekend and just like, oh, she works now. She she had inspiration. She's like, oh, shit, this is how I don't have to take care of my snot-nosed little niece anymore, is I can build I can build a machine to take care of her for me. I loved that the bit about the learning model was based on the perpetual pets having, like, a camera and a microphone in their face that was just collecting yeah. data on children. children. So yeah. that, was, that was the moment, uh, yeah, when, when they're first talking about that, like, one of the, C- the, the chief executives comes in, like, her boss... He comes in and he says, like, you know, we need to, we need to get this this rolling or whatever, but like what is this here? And she says, Oh no, it's cool. This is what I've been using the the Furby whatever, like the perpetual pets uh data from. Like, you know, we've been getting all this great uh info like data in from children on how they react and behave, and she's gonna be like the result of that. And the guy just straight up says, like, I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that. And at that moment I was kinda like, 
kind of started rooting for him. Like, and I was like, she's the villain. Like, she's she's collecting data on children and thinks that's like totally fine and okay. She's a bad person. They're I mean, all I, bad people. Yeah, I got the yeah. Imp- I got the impression that the boss was saying, "I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that because it ab- it absolves him of liability, right, not that yeah, he actually cares." Because once he gets the demonstration later with how Megan has bonded with the little girl, he doesn't care. Then he, it's all of a sudden like he's seeing the dollar signs. They're right? all in it for themselves. Like all of these characters. There's when they first yeah. bring him in to show off Megan, the other guy is like, "Hey, none of this was my idea." Yeah, exactly. Like all of them are, you know, in it for their own means, and every conversation that's about like, oh, trying to convince the coworkers or whatever that Megan might be a threat or vice versa, um, because that kind of ball bounces back and forth between the characters. Like the motivator for and all those conflicts are resolved by their best interests. Like always, they're all selfish pieces of shit. Every one of these people working in tech. I mean, I love that. I think that's great. It's the classic, it's the classic story of ethics in tech, Mm -hmm. you know, which we see all the time in the real world today. It's very, it's very uh, topical. Well, it's cool. It's, it's, um, this movie is sort of a nice little Venn diagram crossover between Terminator and Chucky. I like that. Sure. I was going to ask this too, because recently there was a Chucky film, not to, the the child's play remake from 2018 i yeah. want to say when that came out and y'all they, went to see that one for the podcast i did. missed it do y'all, how do y'all see the comparisons here this did remind me of that in a number of ways cuz yeah. in the child's play remake Chucky is no longer possessed by the spirit of a dead criminal. He's a rogue AI. It's it's a rogue AI. Mm. Well, it's an AI that is programmed by a disgruntled employee to basically go rogue um, because he's fed up with being exploited. But yeah, they're no, they're very similar. I got to be honest. I think I prefer the Child's Play remake to to Megan slightly. Mm. It's R rated and it's a little more goofy. There's a part where he peels off somebody's face and puts it on a watermelon. Yeah, there's nothing like that. There's nothing like that in this <laughs> yeah. movie. Although, it's, I, again, you see the the, mm-hmm. the contrast between what they could have done with an R-rated movie and what they ended up doing with a PG-13 the, movie. And for a PG-13 movie, I think they did a lot There are with some this. creative yeah. kills. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, the, the neighbor always the neighbor off-screen, but yeah. like, the setup is great. The neighbor who gets power-washed to death. <laughs> with ke- with yeah. chemicals. With chemicals. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Or the, the kid... The bully who gets his ear ripped off. And then Megan chases him like a dog through the woods. Yeah, everybody who's seen the trailer has seen that part yeah. of her of her running on all fours. I, I'm really curious about it, but I wouldn't be surprised if that bit was inspired by all of those uh, like TikToks of like horse girls who yeah. like gallop around on all fours. Have you all ever seen one well, of those videos? I think it's that, no. but I think it's also like... Uh, because Boston Dynamics comes up a lot in yeah. this movie. They got Wa- they even brought on Weta to do some of the special effects to make it really feeling like that. Mm-hmm. Like Weta and Boston Dynamics are, you know, like there's a lot of comparatives. But um, uh, well, Weta Weta does special effects. Boston Dynamics makes robots that they're going to strap guns to right, and will Weta shoot does, people down in the street. Weta is known for doing like practical sci-fi stuff that looks like Boston yeah, Dynamics. Sure, and so like they were a good pull for that. And uh. There are a few sequences where we even see them like testing Megan with like the by trying to knock her, knock over, her over with a... the way that they would do it. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, there was that that's the video circulating a couple years ago of them like poking the Boston Dynamics robots yeah. to show like, hey, look, these things, these fuckers can rebalance and not fall over now. Yeah, and everyone was like, hey, maybe we shouldn't be prodding like the super strong titanium machines 
like while we're teaching them because they'll remember it, which is very funny. And so here, like Megan actually does, yeah, which is cute. I I, I liked that a lot. Um, and uh, the, the, she yeah, she's running like a weird robot dog thing. Yeah, and and that's cool. But yeah, also the horse girls. Yeah, those videos are fucking weird. Yeah, I mean, those, it's just weird people and and the the internet crossing. You know, yeah, like, I mean specifically like weird rich white girls who are way too into horses and then start to run around on all fours and I've seen a couple where they're like jumping over thing like they're leaping over things like a horse it's just it's weird man what's wrong <laughs> what's wrong with white women <laughs> all white women all of them what's yep. going on we need a wellness check yeah um, but yeah, that, that part in the movie is, is fun. Well, the, where she's like ripping his ear off, it's like stretching his ear to like an almost comical degree. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, and it's like it a, rules. like a loony, it's like Looney Tunes almost. Well, I like, I like how that, we're just gonna, yeah, just jump around. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I like how that the boy, the asshole boy is introduced where the, they're at like some kind of kids out and about event, you know, and like. Um, it's like an alternative school, and they're doing, like, a recruiting kind of day yeah, where they mm-hmm. do, like, take the kids out into the woods and they forage for chestnuts. Yeah, literally, literally yeah. Yeah, and the the two parents are talking with each other, and the, the mom of the boy, like, says, like, oh, yeah, there's there's my son over there. And she's like, wow, he's grown up so much. And she says, yeah, he's, you know, he's got some behavioral whatevers, and the kid just turned, and she says something like, oh, hey, sweetie, are you, like, nice and warm, and you have your, your, your wool hat or whatever, and he, the, the kid just turns around and says, fuck off, Betty, or whatever. Holly says, fuck off, Holly. Yeah. They, they got, that's where they used their one allotted F-bomb yeah. for PG-13 movie. That's where it needed to go. Perfect. Yeah, that was, that was great. I just, the, fuck off, Holly. Yeah. I like the joke doesn't the end there. Of that, yeah. to, like, she then says something about, like, well, you know, like, uh, there are behavioral studies that show that, like, Behavioral it, issues are a sign of high IQ. Yeah, that's a funny shit. I, I like that. Well, they it's, took that joke it's a funny because you're, you're like, we've seen that joke before. You're also seeing we're also seeing the the results of bad pa- of bad parenting right. from like a yeah. different, exactly. no, different yeah. perspective. Please. So it's all like it all like carries into the themes and stuff too. Mm-hmm. I I like that in like the montage where Gemma is sort of like imagining this like Megan commercial or whatever. Where it's like, did you know that 78% of a parent's time is spent, uh, like, repeating the same instructions to their kids and stuff like that? And her example is like, Katie, why did you flush the toilet? Gross. It's like, now, uh, so we built a way that you that, to take that responsibility away from parents. And then it's like, Megan, she's like, flush the toilet. Wash your hands. And it's like, so you can f- free up the time to do things that matter. And it's just a shot of her sitting down on her couch with her laptop and turning the TV on. <laughs> well, like, al- I mean, alone without the child. Where she comes out of the bathroom again, and, and Megan is like, come the fuck on. <laughs> you know? like, she's like, come, come on, Katie. Katie, you really have to flush the toilet. <laughs> yeah, I think that's perfect. It sums everything up so perfectly in a nutshell, because like, this automation, it's it's taking away actual productive things to yeah. physically do, so you can instead just sit there and yeah. So you just can be ign- on your so you can just ignore your child and yeah. let a device do all of the parenting for you. Can we can we talk about? There's an elephant in the room here. Okay, and it's mad uncomfortable, and I don't want to talk about it for very long. But have y'all heard the comparisons where they're like, she looks like a child sized real doll? And how fucked up that is. 
fuck off. Yeah. If your Ew. brain, if your brain's Correct. going in that direction at all, you're a fucking sicko. Thank you. I, I will say, like the the, the latex the does... of her is creepy. Yeah, it is. Oh yeah, well the the, the uncanniness, like she does look like uh like a you know, and also like real dolls are creepy. Yes. Yeah. So, but the uncanniness is like the point, right? It's like she's supposed to look as close to like a human child as possible while still being like plastic and fake. You yeah. know, um, honestly, what she what she reminded me of a lot is have y'all ever seen? I've never actually watched the movie, but have you ever seen pictures of the baby prop that they used from uh, Twilight, like one of the later Twilight no. movies? That's like Bella and Edward's baby. I've seen the clip of that in the movie. I haven't seen like pictures. I gotta of show you. I gotta show you what this baby looks like real quick. I, I know this is an audio medium, but you can Google along. If you've seen Twilight, you know what the baby looks like. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! It's a very derpy face. It looks very it sounds like porcelain a, doll. It looks the double chin. Is it like, looks like Mithrigan, kinda, doesn't yeah. it? But stupid, but derpier. It yeah. looks like if the Hereditary girl was. Uh, here's another. Here's another angle. Oh, oh no, yeah. that's even worse. This is an actual movie. Awesome. Well, I mean that's. That's being generous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, oh, here, one more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I, w- I will say, too, like, they use some, like, CG enhancement on, on the yeah. doll as well. And much like in Men, it, it makes it creepier. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought mm-hmm. all, the, all the CG work in this movie, like, was, I think, used with very clear intent to make it more unsettling. And I, I respect that. You know, like, record recognizing the the pratfalls of cg and knowing when to not make things look unnerving is is already like kudos but then to take those same lessons and reapply them to make them unnerving awesome and not to and not in a way that takes you out of the film either like i never felt like i was seeing the string so much i just felt unnerved by it i would be really interested to see the process yeah. because i don't know how much was practical and how much was the fact that you can't CG. tell is impressive yeah like there I... definitely is CG. It, there's an uncanny valley-ness to Megan as a whole, which is super creepy, yeah. and it works super well. For most of the shots where she's talking, I did notice that it's all, like, pretty standard close-up from, like, the shoulders up. I think that they probably just had... A well, for the stuff where she's, like, walking around or, like, killing people, then that's definitely a, a child wearing a latex uh, Megan mask. But I think for the stuff where, like, her mouth's moving and she's talking, I think that's an animatronic that they just had, like, from the shoulders mm. up. So when they need to have Megan talking, they just do it in a close-up and they have the... Well, and the, the nice thing is an animatronic works perfectly... Because it is a robot. Because it's an animatronic. It's literally, yeah. yeah, it is literally an animatronic. And then, of course, like, yeah, when she has to walk around and move and stuff, then it is, you know, a child uh, wearing a mask. But most of the most of that stuff, like, their Megan is not actually talking or her mouth is not seen moving on screen. The eyes still blink, though. So, you know, she prob- they probably had a, a semi-articulated uh, mask for that little girl yeah. to wear that at least blinks its eyes. The question is, how hard was it to see out of? 
<laughs> That's what I wonder. I'd answer that question, but much like Mithrigan, I'm semi-articulate. Oh. <laughs> That's a good one. Thank you. I love the scene where Megan gets attacked by the dog um, early oh, on yeah. in the movie. I can't um, too. Yeah, well, there's a, there's a reckless, wild dog that the neighbor owns, and it keeps, you know, going uh, through a hole in the fence into uh, Gemma's yard. Katie is playing with, like, a bow and arrow toy and shoots one of the arrows accidentally into the other yard. And Megan sees it and goes to get it, and the dog attacks her, essentially. Mm -hmm. The way it's played is pretty funny, honestly. It is, yeah. You see Megan, like, crawling in, and then the dog just, like, whips her around by like her neck it was yeah they they obviously just gave this trained attack dog uh a big dummy to sort of shake around a little bit which is pretty funny uh and then you know of course that leads to uh megan killing the dog and then the owner layer that's the the woman who she power washes to death um which is a is a really great fun creative kill i think it would have been cooler if it was if it had that r rating and we could uh see the the aftermath of the person with their face because a a power washer will strip strip flesh off chemical power wash yeah that's held like like, right up against somebody's face like that that will blast your face off (laughs) that'll chip a hole in your uh in your sidewalk yeah well i think Um, it was just like a chemical sprayer i don't think it was like a power it was a power it was a power washer yeah I know you're very particular, Cleve, about dogs getting killed in movies. This was great. I was gonna say, like, because it's so implied, it kind of avoids. I mean, they the also have the dog like straight up bite the child, you know, and like, yeah. attack Megan, who, like, from the dog's perspective, would have just been a kid. Yeah, like in the way it attacks, like, yeah, that dog probably. And like, she does, yeah, she does bite Katie. Like, I don't, dog I don't like Katie. how. Um, Oh, fuck, what's the protagonist's name? Gemma. Yeah, how Gemma, like, early on is just like, you, you just, just fucking kill your dog. She's Yeah, she's, like, talking yeah, to the like, police. Yeah, but Gemma's also a bad person. Right, exactly. <laughs> but also, like, damn, after seeing that, I mean, yeah, maybe. Like, you should have been a better pet owner. Like, well, that's pretty fucked I, up. I love how the filmmaker has an understanding of what is fun in this movie. Yes. What is fun is showing Megan luring the dog to kill it, yeah. Not the act of killing the dog. Yes, particularly. Thank you. I agree. And and uh, and they, they also, cut they cut away from that. They cut away mm-hmm. from it, and I was very I was very glad for that because yeah, I don't, I don't want to see that shit even with the no. dog deserving it. Or no, whatever. but her luring it away, you know, her imitating the neighbor's voice and yep. like dropping a treat down or mm-hmm. whatever. Well, it was know, very funny. Mm-hmm. The Actually, last episode, in my point about animals being killed in movies, like, the, the concern was that it's often animals without sin. But this dog is definitely with sin. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah, that's a bad dog, and it needs to be killed. That dog's so, sin. And... Yeah, like, that's fine. Um, uh, I think, uh, that's, and also, too, like, the joke later on, when Megan has the neighbor, like, pinned down with the, the nail gun mm-hmm. before she chemical washes him, like, the lady's like, where's my dog, or whatever, and Megan says, uh, approximately, like, this GPS position and five feet deep, bitch. Like, is like, I shouldn't say bitch, but you might as well. It's great. Like, I thought that was a really funny line. Like, yeah. like giving its exact GPS coordinates and then murdering her. Awesome. Like, that's good. Yeah. Well, I mean, you want you want Megan to be to be quippy in the tradition mm-hmm. of of child's play. I was, you gotta, I was about yeah. to say, like, you know, on a level of 
playing it completely straight to like full on child's play one liners every step of the way. Megan is somewhere somewhere like, in between, in yeah. between, probably in the middle. She's a little sassy at times. That's but, yeah. That that's really that's really the best word to describe it. Like I don't think she has any particularly like great one liners or anything, but she does have this kind of obnoxious sassiness that like mm-hmm. a child would have. Where like it's not funny, but like. <laughs> Well, what is funny is when she does try to play it straight. During the scene where um, they have their one-way glass ro- like testing room and they've brought in the niece and mm-hmm. Megan to, to talk with each other, uh, there's this great moment where they've, they've got all the board up in front of it. They're showing the, the stock, the shareholders, the, the, the doll for the first time. And, of course, something goes wrong and uh, Katie starts crying about her dead parents. Mm -hmm. And so everyone in the room gets really tense, like, oh, shit, this experiment's going to go awry. We've been set up as the audience to think it's almost certainly going to because, I mean, evil doll movie. And instead, Megan, like, comforts her, like, perfectly. Like, and hits, like, all the, the right points to, like, cheer her up from, like, this horrible thing that she's, like, crying over. And, um, and then at the very end of it, right when it looks like there's resolution... Megan starts singing a Disney-esque song about it. She does that multiple times. Yeah. And it's so it's good. It's perfect. It's so funny. Like, I, I was I was dying. And it, it's a cool way to show commentary on how hollow that shit is. I, I'm a sucker for, like, a, a, a corny Disney song every now and then. But, like, at the end of the day, it is very, like, emotionally I'm just, manipulative. I'm just And super... I love the way that they use that in this film. And what I love about it, too, is they let her get, like, one verse in and then they cut. Like, yeah. it's not... They don't do, like, a full musical number or anything. It's like they... Well, at that point, it's not a joke anymore right, right? Ex- exactly like yeah. to keep it a joke it's like you have her start singing and then you cut away to something mm-hmm. else yeah this movie and always knows when to cut away there's there's a part you were you got up to go to the bathroom cleave so you you missed this but <laughs> it's after uh megan has chased the boy into the street and he gets pancaked by the truck yeah, that I caught. um you cut yeah you caught that this is later this is that night and uh katie's in bed and she asks megan she's like she's like megan did you push whatever the kid's name did you push him into the road and uh megan gets up and like gives her this little speech about how oh you know the world is full of uh people who want to do us harm but don't worry i'm never gonna let anything bad happen to you and then she just like sits down in the bed and starts like stroking katie's face and she starts singing uh that god awful sia song titanium that was so big a few years ago and it's i love it i love it that is the perfect song that they could have picked yeah. because it's like an obnox it's super obnoxious radio song that everybody remembers from like six years ago but it's not something that you ever hear anymore like thank god that song is finally dead and so for for megan to break that out what it made me think of too is it makes me think of that maybe Gemma, like programmed her own taste in music into into her own bad taste into megan her own bad taste in music it's additionally funny because megan has a titanium skull exactly yeah like the multiple times she sings it's all like reappropriated pop shitty kind of pop Mm -hmm. songs like later in the movie she sings like toy toy soldiers by uh, eminem 
Uh, that, that that's was? what she plays on the piano. Oh, which she's playing on the piano, yeah, yeah, sinisterly, right. sitting in the dark, yeah. playing. I was trying to, I was trying to put my finger on what that was. But I, I thank really like that shot got that. where she's playing piano in the dark too. Where they do like the 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 noir um, appropriated like conjuring and like Annabelle lighting on her face. Like yeah, it's, it's it was it's pretty funny. It's the most yeah. like James Wanny like shot in the movie and. I thought it was kind of a cute homage to that kind of stuff because it does. She feels like a haunted doll, if like for for in that brief moment. Yeah, that's cute. Like, well, it's like it also fun. is like a, a classical hokey villain kind of thing to be like sitting playing the, the piano, playing piano. piano, piano yeah. in the dark. You know, yeah. somebody walks in and you start monologuing, and then she gets mad and like bangs the keyboard. <laughs> you know, it's just like all of these little like classic tropes that are just used. Uh, I think very effectively in this movie without yeah. feeling trite or anything. Well, they feel trite, but they don't make you sit in it. Yeah, well, that's it's great. It it feel like it's obviously done as a as a joke. Like yeah. it's it's a little it's a little uh, a little nudge and a wink um, without being uh, too heavy handed. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we missing? Uh, <laughs> there's the part that's also in the trailer that I'm sure everybody's seen with her dancing down the hallway. It's about uh, as long as it is in the trailer, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she get she grabs the. I think I think it's supposed to be the arm of like uh, one of those paper, paper cutters. cutters. Yeah, she yeah. rips it off and it's like a machete. It's like a sword. Just dope. She, yeah, that she uses. The dancing is so funny because it's just it's totally inexplicable. There's no Apropos reason. There's no reason for her to start. She's chasing the 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 CEO um, guy down the hall, and there's no reason for her to be doing that. But it's funny. It's, it's right. become such a meme that it's probably sold a lot of tickets to this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, when I first saw the the trailer for this movie, like that was the moment where I'm where she, I saw her fucking like whipping a nene i'm like okay i gotta see this movie <laughs> i gotta see this movie i i do think is i was kind of hoping that they would like push that a little bit farther it really just is kind of what you see in the trailer and like that's it yeah. um, but i love after the ceo gets killed with the paper cutter the the elevator opens you know and it's the uh, CEO's intern. Mm-hmm, or the I, assistant or yeah, whatever. And there's a big dialogue there, or monologue, really, with Megan saying that it's going to be pinned on him, Fred, Yeah, setting up a murder-suicide. Because yeah. we see earlier that he has been, like, stealing company secrets. Yeah. Um. So she sets up as like, oh, yeah, you hate your boss, and you've been stealing company <laughs> secrets, but then he caught you, so you had no other choice. But once you killed him, you realized that you were a monster and you couldn't live with yourself. And so she, like, puts his own hand on the, the handle and, like, stabs him through the throat, which is pretty funny. Those are really the only kills in the movie the 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 kid who gets hit by the truck the neighbor and her dog and then the the ceo and his assistant yeah yeah it's not the highest body count in this movie no uh things to touch on though uh towards the end i like uh when she gets like fucked up um megan does like with the, the oh yeah. we get the classic face. like and her child's hair gets ripped play off. and she looks like a you know, doll that you know, is battered sequence mm-hmm. where like she gets the front of her hair ripped off, so it looks like she has like she a lo- she, receding she gets, hairline. She has she gets Chucky's hairline, 
Like, yeah, yeah, yeah she was, does. She's cute. Well, yeah, because she's fighting Gemma in the garage, and Gemma gets like a, a head, an electric like hedge trimmer. That's what it was, like, yeah. yeah. And so that's what cuts her across the face, and the hair gets caught in the rotating blade and rips it out. I will say one thing on that is I almost wish Megan was more fucked up looking mm-hmm. because yeah. like one of my favorite shots in the original child's play is like the burnt chucky and oh, yeah. how fucked up and scary it looks yep. and with this you they know, could have taken it see, farther yeah you get to see the robotic elements and it is creepy with the receding hairline and all but they could have pushed it a little yeah further. it is worth noting like the, it's not enough and I, <laughs> I do agree but like there is that like that final moment where she does get the front part of the face off and like the eyes and everything out and it's just like the dark hollow with the lower jawline mm-hmm. and I thought that looked pretty spooky I wish we'd gotten more of that yeah but like the, we do get that as well and that's pretty fun and that's when um uh katie like comes in and just like puts the screwdriver through her well we'd plate. be remiss to not talk about Chekhov's bruce. Chekhov's bruce which i called i leaned over i leaned over to cleveland and early early as soon as we see bruce yeah as soon as well as soon as they start like she starts showing her how she works and it and it works with like uh a power a nintendo power glove. nintendo power gloves that you put on that control bruce and as soon as i saw that i leaned over to cleveland and i said I said, they're going to use Bruce to fight Megan at the end of this movie. And that's exactly what happens. But And it's what you want. It's exactly yeah. it's exactly what I wanted. What what was a slight subversion is that it's Katie who puts on the power yeah, gloves. Yeah. You know what I like to? And I was expecting it to be Gemma, but Katie does it to it, save Gemma. What's cool is when Katie first comes into the shot, like there's a, a shelf that's sort of blocking her lower half. Um, but you can, through that, see that she is wearing the gloves if you're looking closely. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. notice that. And I, I like I, that. She was, well, she's kind of keep, she's keeping her hands behind her back, too, kind of, because she's trying to hide it from Yeah, when she first Megan. walks up, like, her hands are to the sides, but the cupboard's in the way, but you can just see the top of the gloves. Okay, yeah, I totally it. missed and, that. And then her hands go behind her back, and then she says that whole deal. And I, I liked that a lot. That's why I leaned over as soon as we see her in the doorway and I said, you were right. Because I saw, I, I caught the glove, yeah. and it, well, that, and that's cool because again, like it makes the audience feel like detectives, and that's good. Like they, they they don't just have her with her hands behind her back and then reveal it. Like if you're clever and you're already looking for it, it's there. Cool, like awesome. It made me feel smart. Either that, or they could have just slightly biffed the framing, caught it in post, and no, we're like, I, and we're like, oh shit, I, we didn't. Nobody will notice. Yeah, don't worry I, about I it. think it was intentional. Yeah. I, I think uh, with a production budget like that, like they could. Yeah, they would have. I have to say, I think one of the strongest elements of the movie is Katie's arc, narrative arc in the movie Mm. of, you know, losing her parents and really bonding and getting attached to Megan and kind of growing out of that by the end to the point where she saves Katie. Yeah, um, where she saves Gemma. Saves Gemma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I like that too. And you know, you've got this sort of like armchair psychiatrist who's who appears throughout and warns Gemma that like, oh, you know, when kids' parents die, they have a tendency to form attachments with like the next person who's closest to them, and that should be you. But in this case, she's formed a bond with with Megan, and I like too how they treat her bond with Megan like an addiction kind of there's the part where uh like Gemma has taken Megan away from her because she suspects that she may have been murdering people and she's talking with Katie and Katie's like I'm she's like she slaps Gemma and she's like I'm sorry I didn't mean to do that but you know I just I get so 
you know how I get like so upset when I don't have Megan. If you just let me see her just for like 10 minutes, it's like she's full on addicted. She addicted to the iPad. The kid's getting addicted to the damn iPad. Yeah, getting feral almost. Yeah, it's like she's she's having like, like girl. she's having Megan withdrawals. <laughs> Man, that would have been funny if she started running around on four on all fours. Um, but to to jump back to the 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 Bruce and Megan fight scene, I love it because the visual that you get out of that is this massive, like seven foot tall, like beefy Boston Dynamics robot beating the shit out of what appears to be a young girl <laughs> and just like slamming her around and like on the ceiling and shit. It's well, so and funny. ripping and her in half. Rips her in half. Yeah. It's really funny. Yeah, well, cool. not only that, but then when the top half of Megan comes back and starts trying to like crawling to attack them and, uh, Katie moves Bruce in to intercept. Bruce slips on the lower, on half. The lower half of Megan that's lying right. on the floor and falls over and lands on Gemma. Right, in a lesser movie, it would have been like a screwdriver or something. Yeah, he, on, slips right? on, he slips on, the, lower he slips half on Megan's legs. Off. It's great. Another point on that I wanted to mention is that when he, like, right before he rips her in half, she tries to start singing something to Katie to, like, try to win over uh win her over and the, she doesn't get very far but uh the lyrics of whatever the song she's singing are something like accentuate positivity remove negativity yeah, well it's um it's it's don't mess with mr in between it's uh it's an old 1950s song that of course i know uh <laughs> you only you would no, it's like it's like i think it's bing crosby and the andrew sisters i want to say but it's yeah you gotta yeah accentuate, sure bud you gotta accentuate the positive eliminate the negative uh something the positive <laughs> don't mess with mr in between and uh yeah oh, but I, I like it that. that she says eliminate the negative and that's what she, she, and she rips her in half yeah He's eliminating the negative it's fun well it, it's also I, I they also play the song in the fallout games that's how i Oh, okay. Yeah, I okay. guess that's that's a little bit more acceptable. Well, it, it is, but also I, you I, knew it before the Fallout. Song, I, I did. I had an Andrew Sister CD. Yeah, because <laughs> I was raised in, in the past, <laughs> not in the fifties though. Might as well. I have, have, been. As well have been. I had yeah. the eclectic childhood. Same thing. Might as well have lived in the fifties. <laughs> Yeah, me too. I'm also glad I didn't live in the fifties. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's a hot take. If I if I lived in the fifties, I wouldn't have gotten to see Mathrigan. That's right. Well, no, you should, if you'd live anyway. Maybe. <laughs> I was pretty positive on this movie. Do you guys have any criticisms for this movie? You know, there's just a few not enoughs, but that's mostly yeah. what it is. Most of my criticisms are the are the not enoughs. I think everything that's there is pretty solid. I just would have liked to see more. Like when when, she, when there's the the hallway scene where she kills the the CEO and his assistant. They're setting up this like huge big tech demo downstairs to like reveal Megan to the world. I was really looking for again the malignant comparison just cuz it's the same writing team. I was looking for Megan to go berserk and slaughter everybody in the room on live stream for the whole world to see yeah. and 
again, I think that was a a, a, a limit of the ratings of the rating that they well, got. I think it was also so they can keep their options open for for Meg a, Foran. Yeah, Meg, Meg Foran. Um, well, yeah, I mean Mathriga Foran. Mathriga Foran. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's mostly just I I I wanted a little bit more uh, out of, yeah. out of a lot of things in this movie. But what I got was fine. They do kind of uh, imply that there there is an opening for a sequel as they're walking out of the house at the end. The the little uh, Amazon Alexa they call robot Elsie. Elsie, that's yeah. right, uh, turns on and like swivels its head kind of it's perfect yeah because she, she she always had access to the internet right so there's no reason why she, she wouldn't be able to uploaded her, her consciousness her consciousness into another body yeah perfect. so you know if uh if this movie is successful then sure uh, is. then we been. we could we could definitely get a seat well it's been very positively received we'll we'll yeah. get into that um but uh yeah i i if it if it makes enough money i could see them do a, a sequel i just hope that if they do Go big. More. Go bigger. Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, I would imagine this company that, you know, was announcing it Mm -hmm. will continue on because they see the profit motive there. Right. Regardless of the consequences. And we'll have a ton of different Megans. It was F-U-N-N-K-I, I I think. F-U-N-K-I, funky with an I instead of a Y, which is like. Because if it's fun, it's funky. That was their catchphrase, or something. It was something uh, like that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Which is stupid. It's it's glebus. It's it's florgal. It's yeah. Know, it's I mean, I name. mean, tech companies have two modes for naming. It's either purposely misspelling an existing word, like in this case, or just making up a nonsense word. Yeah, That's yeah. all. To all tech companies. It sounds kind of vaguely cute. Yeah. Um. Uh. And harmless. Oh, I I, I do like that when they're excited about Megan. Uh, the guy says, "Yeah, we're gonna kick Hasbro in the dick." <laughs> yeah, and that was a good line. Yeah. Well, they're sell and they're selling Meg. They're planning on selling Megan for ten thousand dollars a piece. Fuck, I'm gonna spat up my drink. That's so funny. It's like, oh, well, yeah. that was well, the first can... question he had after he was first shown Megan was, uh, "Can we produce this for less than a Tesla?" Yeah, what are we talking? Yeah. More or less than a Tesla? And her response is, "It would depend on depends the on the so well." Like she price she looks change. she looks at like one of her other coworkers on the cross on the other side of the room, and the her coworker kind of like points down a little bit, and then she's like, "Yeah, it depends on the model." <laughs> uh, I, I that was that's pretty funny. Okay. Rating time, boys. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I again. <laughs> I pretty much liked everything about this movie, but I I think it could have gone farther. Um, I am hung up on the PG-13 rating still, um, but it wasn't bad by any means. Solid with room to grow, I think. Uh, I'm feeling, uh, yeah, I'm feeling like a good three and a half out of five again. <laughs> yeah. This is probably a four and a half out of five for me. I wow. really have few complaints. While they could have gone further with it, I'm just going to assume they're going to do that in the sequel. Um, you know, I Let think, them do the sequel R-rated. Yeah. Uh, it didn't feel like they were pulling punches necessarily. A lot of times it felt like they were leaving some of the finer details up to the imagination to make sure mm-hmm. the, the end product stayed fun. Yeah, they knew when to cut away. Um, I, you know, it's probably my favorite movie of 2023 so far. No biggie. Yeah. Um, More than Way of Water. That was 2022. Oh, you're right. 
Yeah. yeah so because so it's all still in theaters. Trying to trying to trap trying to trap my boy over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, well, I I want to say one thing. I'm gonna call it now. Every movie we cover in 2023 is gonna be about one of two things or both, family or trauma, and this is about both. Yeah, so usually it's mostly about family, but also about trauma. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's hard to do a horror movie that isn't in some capacity about trauma because horror is traumatizing. If I mean, if a person does a scream in it, then it's about trauma. No, it it can include trauma, but is it about trauma? Okay, that's fair. Yeah, it's using as a yeah, using as a a metaphor to talk about that. This movie does well. Cleve, what would you rate Mithrika? I think a three point five is a good rating. I think I think that's solid. I think it's. You know, uh, and and you know, three point five plus. You know, it's a, it's a it's a solid three point five. I would recommend it. I would definitely. Yeah, well, I would recommend it too for sure. Yeah, that's great. Well, I that would that will give Mathrigan an average of three point eight out of five. Gen. <laughs> awesome. Fantastic. And, and a, a recommendation. And you said this would get old. <laughs> no. You're right. <laughs> it, it doesn't get old. Uh, yeah, a recommendation from all of yeah, us. I mean, especially, geez, it's fucking January. Go see it. Fuck you, it's January. Go see Mithrigan. again. Or, or go see Avatar The Way of the Water. That would also be an acceptable alternative. I'm seeing it tomorrow. That's right. We're all going to see it again. Yeah. Again, well, it'll, Cleveland's, Cleveland's first time, mine and Ben's second time. I cannot time. believe you guys are this excited for like a three-plus-hour, like... CG movie and I and like long movies yeah. and when we get out of it you will be too you'll be <laughs> yeah. you'll understand the way of the water you'll understand the way of I water I gotta, yeah. I gotta get some nutrient pills or something going into it yeah you need some blue pills oh my god <laughs> anyway I need like Viagra like I need I need like some no not not blue not blue chews blue pills well, I'm gonna leave the finer two details up to you my man yeah whatever blue pills you want to take that's that's all right. Well, um, I know we do. We did predict this one. Do we want to do predictions now? We let's, don't have. We don't have opening box office. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of next week, we're rolling right along with another new 2023 film. Um, very different, though. We're going to be talking about uh, Ennis Men. Anus. Anus, Anus Man, um, which is, uh, I don't know what it's about, but uh, we did predict it a couple weeks ago. It looks like it was made in the 70s, but it was not. I am worried about this one being pretentious. We'll see. Yeah, we'll I, see. I, I, I think it, the, trailer, of, the trailer looked cool. It looked good to me. One of three of us is going to like it. Minimum? I think, I think at least one of us is going to like it. I... I think that's a safe bet. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm 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 going in with hopes. I think I think that there's nothing in the trailer that tells me it could not be great, but there are a few signs in the trailer that it's student film shit. I don't know. I, I I'm a little concerned. We'll see. I like well, swimmy, damn, if I, it, I like swimmy grain though. If I a like student if a student film can successfully look like it's from the seventies, and that's a fucking impressive feat for a student film. Yeah. Right. I mean I mean plot. I mean plot wise, sure. specific. I don't. I don't mean like again the swimmy grain, all of that stuff. I understand technically, especially in this day and age, that it is yeah. a feat, and it's super cool to get your film shot like that. Um, and the cinematography even feels that way. But the plot, I don't know, man. It looks pretty uh, deep. I, we'll see. Maybe it's. Gonna... I mean the the trailer doesn't reveal much about the plot. 
Yeah. So uh, I think it's hard to make a judgment on on that. Um, There's but, a few lines and shots that they're, they're going to ooh, psychological. Well, maybe it is scary. Maybe it is psychological. Who knows? Yeah, there's plenty of great, scary, psychological movies. And bad. Um, sure. Uh, I Well, we'll find out next week when we watch and review Anus Men. Anus Men. Anus Men. I might have bad news. It's what? not on... It's not online yet. So well, we're, you're gonna get it when when we do it next week. Skinnerink. <laughs> uh, ne- okay. Next week is undetermined. We we don't. <laughs> Maybe it's Skinnerink. Maybe it's Anus Men. Stay tuned to find out. It, there are a couple of things that it could be. I I'll just cut out everything we just said. <laughs> no, keep it in. <laughs> Fuck you. Be be uh yeah. Don't be a coward. Leave it in. Let the audience know. We we know yeah, we're we're gonna we might be doing one or the other. And yeah, it's a mystery. We are covering a, a movie. movie next week. We are covering yeah. a movie next week, and pretty safe bet that it is a new twenty twenty three movie. Yes. There are a couple of things that it could be due to scheduling uh release times. Uh yeah. Maybe Skinnamarink, maybe Ennis Men. We'll see. It, Anus Marink. Probably one of those, though. Oh, no. An- <laughs> Skinnamamen. Skinnamamen? Skinnamanus. <laughs> well, one way or the other, we're going to see a movie by the Skinnamanus. So we're going to see it. <laughs> Keep all that in. All right, Coward. well. All right, here we go. Sponsor time. Okay, it's sponsor time, baby. This week was brought to you by this piece of paper that has things written on it that I'm holding in my hand. What's on the piece of paper, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. It's a few lines and it's very relevant. It is, this episode was brought to you by, it is this, a house that knows how to drive a speedboat. I I thought it was relevant. It's not relevant at all. I thought it said a horse. Oh, it does say a horse. It is relevant. Help me, help me finish this. I can't. Oh, no. I, I don't know if I can help no. it. I dropped the paper under the couch. I can't find it. Well, what did it say? A horse that knows how to drive a speedboat. That was it. Yeah, here it is again. Yeah, a horse. A.K.A. the coolest horse you've ever seen. Damn. If it wears sunglasses, what it does. I was, too. I was gonna, I was gonna say that the horse learned how to drive the speedboat so he could get bitches, but. You don't. All you need to do is be a horse to get a certain type of white bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, that's 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 our. <laughs> don't try to take the joke. That's that's ju- much like Megan. We need to know. Don't when to cut persecute away. him for speaking the this truth. Is, no, no, no. It's great. This is where we cut away. This is our moment. Let's. <laughs> it's time. All right. Let's learn from Megan. Well, that'll bring us to the end of this week's episode. Leave us five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podpeoplepod. Shout out to our honorary pod boys, Sam Simon and Zach Confer. Happy New Year, boys. Happy New Year. Uh, Hope you have a chance to see and enjoy Mathrigan. You can follow us on Twitter at podpeoplepod and at letterbox.com slash podpeoplepod where you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings and links to those reviews. I am on Twitter at Some Spooky Snake and streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Some Spooky Snake. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Sheets. And I work for Light... Uh, I, I work for... 
Dread XP. Um, I also support Blight Arc Studios yeah. too on, on, on its stairs back as well. That's a cool fucking game. You should check it out. Um, but yeah, uh, check out any number of our super cool and awesome and fun games that we've got at Dread XP. I, uh, in some capacity, have worked on most of them. Yee. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, it's time for us to whip and nay-nay our way into the night. Goodbye. You shot it high.